Welcome to the show. We are sharing stories with solutions from people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer for the Heal Your Life Workshop Teacher Program and the Heal Your Life Coach Training Program. You can learn more about me and the training at thetraining.ca. That's T-H-E training.ca. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Hello, wonderful viewers and listeners. We are so happy that you joined us again today. I have an amazing guest with us who just shared some really exciting news. This is Brian Delaney. He is in the top 1% of marketers in the world. His passion is to help experts share their stories. And he's worked with people like Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. And we are so excited to have him here today. So welcome to the show, Brian. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited for the conversation. Oh, it is absolutely my pleasure. I want to mention your website before we get going here so that people can check you out while they listen and watch. And it is briandelaney.com. So that's Brian, D-U-L-A-N-E-Y.com. And then your other website is perfectfinalsystem.com. Check out both of those while you listen. It's sure to be an exciting time. So I'm going to just share with the listeners what I just asked you. I said, hey, what's that on your desk? And so I understand that this is a book that has just launched. It's called The Entrepreneur Evangelist. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So by the way, that's Brian with a Y. Because you got to have a why, right? Thank you for for fixing that. Brian with a Y. You are welcome. Um, So back in 2003, um, I had a life-changing experience where I woke up with three doctors rushing to my bedside as they were singing, He's Alive. And to me... They were singing. Like that was my experience of it. And everything was white. You know, I'm in a hospital, right? So, you know, I'm in a white gown, I'm in a white cloth, I'm doctors in white gear. I mean, everything was white. The lights are bright, white. And they were singing, He's Alive. And the doctor then came to the bedside in a state of excitement and said, Son, you're, you know, you're a living miracle. In my 30 years of being a doctor, I've never seen anyone with your severe condition live. Yet, will be able to even comprehend what I'm saying right now. Your blood alcohol level was 0.39. In point four, I was dead. He said, the only thing I can conclude here is that you have a purpose. Like God has a purpose for your life. Like that's the only thing I can conclude. I've seen people with less severe of a condition die and a less severe of a condition be brain dead. In fact, he called my parents the night before and said, your son's probably gonna die, be brain dead for life. And so that was like my wake up call, right? I mean, that was my moment where I was humbled, really. I was in my early 20s, second year at college, at university. And you know, it was on my deathbed. I completely blacked out, and I didn't have one of those experiences where I went to heaven or any of these type of things. For me, it just went dark, and then I came back, and everything was light. And so I went on a journey of figuring out what that was. And what was quite serendipitous in the moment was I drove back from the hospital to the campus with my dad, and we were driving back. And off to the left on the side of the road, there's this little hole in the wall church. Looked like a shed. Probably seen these in the country, right? And it said there was a sign out front. And literally this church, you might be able to fit 30 people in this thing. It was tiny. (laughs) And it said, God has a plan and purpose for your life. So think about that for a minute. The doctor said, you know, you're living miracle. My 30 years of a doctor had never seen anyone with your severe condition live. And then said, God must have a plan and purpose for your life. I go driving back to campus and I see another sign. It says, God must have a plan and purpose for your life. 
my dad said, I, Brian, I think that's signs for you. Like this moment is for you. I think you need to pay attention here. And so uh, the reality was I was going down the wrong path. I was spending my time with the wrong people, with the wrong crowd, shared different values than I have. And I was going down the wrong lane. And so that moment for me changed everything. I then started to dive into spiritual things and started asking the question of what is my purpose? Like, why was I spared? Why was I saved? Why was I brought back to life? What is the plan that I play in the big picture of this? And it took me two years of deep meditation and prayer and study and consulting with others to really figure it out. And I share a lot more in the book, but the word that I received or the revelation I received in the, at that moment in time was 2005. I had transferred uh, and made my way to Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, an amazing atmosphere, people with the same value system. And just, it was a phenomenal spot. And the word that I'd received, the pro- I call them promptings, right? The prompting I received was to share your story and help other people share theirs. And that was all I received. And I was so confused what that even meant, right? A lot of times... I've found on the journey, right, that I've had up until now is that we'll get a, a glimpse or a picture, but not the full story or not the full picture. And that's, I believe, not to overwhelm us on our journey, right? Just to start to move forward and make progress and, and discover it along the way, right? And so when I had that revelation, a realization, if you will, to share my story with others and help other people share theirs, I really didn't know what that meant. So Kind of fast forward, I ended up stumbling into online marketing and I learned about affiliate marketing where you can sell other people's stuff and make a commission. I thought that was a really great idea because I was in college, I was working on my master's degree in entrepreneurship. I was a personal trainer part time on the side. And I was really looking for something like I was looking for a path, I was looking for a career, I was looking for something that was going to be able to provide where I can have a great income. I could travel, I can have freedom and flexibility, not be tied in a box. Like kind of a fun fact, when I was three years old, I uh, my parents found me one morning on the floor and I'd unscrewed every screw in the crib and and I was on the floor. I took the whole thing apart and I said, you know, when I was, and I was like less than three, I think about it. I'm like, how in the world was I even strong enough to screw, unscrew a crib that my dad put together, right? And I said, secretly, I was saying to myself at that moment that I will never be put in a box. It really goes to speak into like who I am and, and kind of the way that I think. So um, I dove into internet marketing as an affiliate and I kind of stumbled into it and I joined a challenge, right? There's a lot of challenges that are kind of going on right now. There's an evolution of how experts like promote themselves and launch their expertise, right? With webinars and summits and books and challenges and events and all of these things, right? There's so many different platforms and ways to sell expertise. But at the time, I didn't have an expertise. I didn't have... I mean, I was in my early 20s. I was in college, right? Didn't have a lot of life experience. So the best thing that I could do is sell other people's stuff and move traffic. And I was successful at that. My first 7 days, I bought a domain name. And what was really great about the 30-day challenge is you would focus on content and then action, and then content and action, and then content and action. It was really great. Great model. And so for a dollar, I signed up for this thing. And by the seven days from joining the challenge and buying a domain name, I had an email that came across that said, you made a sale. I was like, what? Opened the email and it's like, you made 750 bucks. I was like so excited. I was telling my roommates at the time. They're like, oh, believe it when I see it show up in your bank account. Like They were totally skeptical. But that was enough to get me to pique my interest and get me curious about this whole world of selling on the internet. 
right? Back in 2006. And so I started to go deeper and I would buy, bought more courses and went to events and signed up for coaching and mentorship. And one of the things that I, that I would give as advice on my journey is that really early on, I realized that I didn't get a second degree black button Taekwondo, which I have by watching YouTube videos, right? Like I had a sensei and I had to go to the dojo three times a week with other people. And I was challenged, right? Even when I didn't want to go. I mean, I was in like, I was eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old. The last thing you want to do is have the discipline of going to driving 30 minutes down the road, going to the dojo, sweating, you know, all that stuff that goes into it. As a kid, I remember bucking that like system of like, it would be fun. And then other times I'd be like, not interested in going. And, but I realized really quickly, and I think this goes to, it's a tip for everyone that's listening, right? It's, you're only going to go so far by trying to do it all yourself or trying to learn it all. Mm-hmm. And there's so many elements when it relates to, or it has to do with launching your expertise and serving people with your knowledge, your skills, your wisdom, or the gifts God's given you. There is so much to learn from funnels to what are you going to sell to how are you going to sell it to who do you serve to advertising on different platforms. There's like a million of them, right? So it's there's so much that it becomes overwhelming and people go down one path and then they jump to another path and then they all of a sudden have shiny object syndrome and then eventually it takes them out, Yes, right? I've been doing this for 16 years and I've seen a lot of people come and go, even people that have led the industries that we're in now, right? Like people that led the industry of internet marketing, online marketing. There are some OGs, as we, if you will, who have been around, who have stayed consistent, who continue to add value to the marketplace, right? There's other people that kind of came, did well, kind of left, right? For whatever reason, right? Everyone has a different reason of why they need to, to move on. But if you're looking to launch your expertise, there's, I mean, there's so many things I can share with you, but the one thing is who is in your corner helping you to like mentor you, if you will, kind of like my sensei, right? That was able to mentor me. So what happened for me was I bought courses. So obviously after that worked, right? I just did some math. Like, okay, well, if I can do this once a day, 365, that's like a quarter of a million bucks a year. Like, okay. And then if I can do 10 sales a day, what if I did that? That's two and a half million a year. Like, oh my God, like this could be something that could allow me to, you know, build my dream home and it could provide for my family and I can provide for other people. And I just began to see possibility, right? And immediately I went deeper, which I think is natural on a path of discovery and learning, right? Is if you want to master something, you go as deep as possible and you layer that experience, right? It's like, it's like, for example, if you wanted to learn how to advertise on YouTube or Facebook, right? You would probably not just buy a book on it. You would probably buy books and courses and you go to workshops and events and like you would layer it, right? So you have different perspectives, different strategies, and then eventually you would do it or you'd have someone on your team do it and then you would get good at it, right? Like that's how the path of mastery works. And so for me, early in the career, I realized, okay, well, I could buy every course on the pl- in the planet, but that means that I have to go through everything. I have to implement everything and it's going to take way too long. Like the learning curve is going to be too long. And by the time I get to do something, there's going to be a new trend. There's going to be new software. There's going to be new technology and I'm going to miss the boat. So I was like, okay, who do I know that's out here that has the outcomes and results I want? That was the leading question. So then I began to look, okay, who has the lifestyle? Who has the income? Who has the freedom that I want? Like, okay, this guy's making a lot of money, but he looks like he's stressed, not healthy, like doesn't have a family. Like that that doesn't align. Okay, this guy has... Oh, he's got a great family. He's works part time. 
he travels. Oh, that like that's more appealing. So I found someone that resonated with my values, right? They didn't even actually have a coaching program at the time. I talked him into it and I said, Hey man, you're, you're doing so well. The guy was doing uh, multiple six figures a month as an affiliate promoting other stuff for people. And then he was also servicing clients. And so I was like, Hey, you have an amazing family by the looks of what I see. You're killing it. Like you're crushing it in business. Can you coach me? Like I need someone that can just consult on what I'm doing and just tell me, do this, don't do this, do this, do that, don't do this. And that was probably the best decision I made really early on in the career because I literally I got behind a campaign based on his advice and then spent 500 bucks on ads, made 20,000 in sales and 10,000 in commissions in three days. And I was like, oh my God, this was amazing. And I understood at that point, oh, I can now reproduce this whenever I want. Mm-hmm. I made, literally made more revenue in three days than my teacher make in like months working full time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's when like my mind kind of really was expanded. And I thought, okay, I'm making more than them. Why am I learning from them anymore? Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't make sense. So I immediately like stopped the, the education of college. Like I stopped my MBA. I'm like we need to focus on something that's actually producing results. And that's my business that I just started. And I, and then I began to go deeper on, you know, affiliate marketing, which eventually led to serving clients actually kind of accidentally <laughs> because I found a product that I wanted to promote. It was a water ionizer, which is kind of like a water purifier, right? But better. And I fell in love with this thing. Like I went to the doctor that was in local. My buddy's like, you got to come to this guy. You got to see this water machine. You got to see the results of the blood from the people that are using it. And I was just enamored by what was going on here. And I started drinking the water and I was like, man, this stuff is amazing. Like I was drinking more of it. I was going back on a weekly basis to buy gallons of water from this guy. And I was like, hold on a second. How can I promote that? Because the machine was like 2000 bucks. I was like, okay, if I can promote that, I could probably make like 40 or 50% commission. So I found the company, went to their website and I contacted them. I said, hey, can um, I would love to send you customers. And so I'll send you... How about I send you buyers and you send me commissions? And they're like, hold on, hold on. We don't do that. Like, you can buy the machines for a thousand bucks and sell them for two. I said, no, 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 I don't do that either. Like, I'm going to send you customers who are going to give you money and you're going to send me a commission. And so the owner then reached out and said, hold on, hold on. Like, I love that idea, but we don't have the systems for that. Like, we don't know how to track that. We don't have the technology for that. He said, our model is traditional. We people buy like 10, 20, 30 units at a time and then they resell them and then they make the margin of 50% by marketing it up to 2000 when they bought it for a thousand. I said, well, that's great, but like I'm not interested in, I don't have, you know, 50 grand sitting around where I can just go buy a bunch of machines that I hope maybe will sell. I'm going to send you customers. And he goes, well, how about this? He goes, we're looking to really dominate our internet presence. We're looking to run, we're looking to become the, the leading competitor in the marketplace. Then at the time, there was another leading brand that was like the category king, if you will, in that space. And they were new to the scene. So he's like, can you, can you do what you would do for me where you make commissions? Can we hire you to do that for us? And I was like, sure. You know, Now, mind you, I had never had a client in my life in this, in this industry. So I went back to my mentor. I said, hey, since you have clients, can you help me get this one? And then he helped me put together a proposal, which turned into a relationship. And then we helped them to, to generate an extra $20 million that year by literally dominating. At the time, it was SEO, so different keywords, and it was pay-per-click. And that was like the thing. Because at that time, Facebook ads weren't really a thing. You know, YouTube ads weren't a thing yet. Instagram didn't even exist. TikTok wasn't around. Right. So all of these different things that we now experience weren't even they might even not even have been a thought in the mind in anyone's mind yet. And we so we that's what we had at the time was 
pay-per-click and SEO. And that was like the huge traffic source at the time that everybody was trying to tap into. And so that's what we ended up doing is exploring the... That's just an incredible story. And I am so glad we got the inside scoop on how it all started. I'm going to circle back to something you said right in the very beginning, which was that you got serious and and got some education. You took some courses and you got a mentor, uh, that fellow who you decided to work with or seek guidance from. And then after that, your career exploded. And what I'm taking from that is the fact that you invested in yourself. And so many people who listen to this show are counselors and coaches and spiritual entrepreneurs and just people who are in the helping industry. And I think it really is something that we need to to point out and to stress and to reinforce, which is you need to invest in yourself for your business to grow because you are the brand. Well, 100%. And I think that... And that's a really great point. If you are in the in the business of serving others, whether it be a coach or mentorship or consultant, right? I think it's important for you to practice what you preach and preach what you practice, which is if you're asking others to invest in you, but you haven't been in a place where you're getting that investment, you're getting someone to pour into you, right? It's like trying to sell $30,000 coaching is foreign to someone who has never bought $30,000 coaching. That's right. Or elevate it to the next level. I mean, there's you can do coaching for 100K. I know people that charge a million like Tony Robbins, right? There's no way you're going to be able to sell a coaching package for 50 or 100K if you've never invested that at that level yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you, you can't even speak into it, right? You've never done that yourself. You've never invested. But what I have found in the... the we, you know, I, do, I help a lot of coaches as well. And that is if you're selling coaching, then you should also have coaches, right? Because then when you go to sell it, it's natural, right? You can say, I have made this investment and here's the transformation that I've had in my experience. So when you ask someone else to pay you for something that's similar, right? You're coming from experience. Mm -hmm. And I, I will tell you, selling boils down to confidence and conviction and your conviction and certainty or confidence will go up after you have made that challenging decision to cut that check for 25K or 30K to a coach, yes. right? Weird phenomenon, but that's really what happens. It's like, I remember when I first joined my first $25,000 mastermind, it was a hard investment because I'd never made that investment before, right? So when I cut the check for 25K, it was like, oh man, it was like, I was nervous. I was scary, right? It was new. It was like, is this going to be worth it? Am I going to get my return on investment? Like all of these things that come up, right? But it was the absolute best investment I ever made. That one investment turned into over 300,000 in revenue just from one mastermind experience. That was just one event, not to mention the, the other one that happened that year, but that mm-hmm. was just one meeting, right? So you're right on, you hit the nail right on the head. It's, we are our best investment, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are our best investment. And if you look at it, investments as a whole, most people think of investments as I'm going to go buy real estate or I'm going to invest in this stock or asset or business, but, but they don't understand or realize that their best investment is always going to be themselves. Yes. I agree because with every, that. Yeah, because everything, every every new thing you learn, a new every new experience you have, you are mm-hmm. able to compound, and that just makes you an even better coach, a better consultant, right? Who has that unique experience, which is different than anybody else out there, right? You could be coaching in the same vertical, same marketplace, but your experience nobody can manufacture because it's your experience. 
Absolutely. I'm so excited listening to you talk. I I keep wanting to interrupt and say, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But it's absolutely true. And when we do invest in ourselves, yes, it is an act of faith, but there is also a control component too. In that, for example, if you're buying real estate, you don't control the housing market, but you do have some control on how your life unfolds and what you're willing to put in, uh, not only in money, but in time and energy, as well as the fun stuff, like scheduling the playtime and the time with family and vacations, like it balances out when it's done right. Yeah. So I want you to just think about it like this. Have you ever paid for an event and attended it and not received some type of value, whether it's been from someone you met or from an idea that you were able to apply into your life or business? Mm -hmm. I've literally never, never have invested in an event, no matter what price it was. I've never invested in an event where I haven't gotten some type of value, whether that was a person I met or whether it was one nugget that I was able to then apply to some aspect of my life. That right? makes perfect sense to me. Absolutely. I yeah. know that I've been to many weekend type events uh, back in the olden days when we were meeting in person. I can't wait for that to happen again. Right. And you know, by the end of Friday night, I'd be like, okay, it was worth it. And everything that after that just, you know, fills your soul. And here's the thing I want to touch on because I've identified who most of the listeners are to this podcast. And that is that we can go and we can get fired up and we can know what our purpose is and we can have all the passion in the world, but we need marketing skills to make it go anywhere. And so you've explained to us how you kind of fell into it and then turned it into a career, a skill. And your website, perfectfunnelsystem.com, probably explains a lot of that. But as someone who can call himself one of the top 1% of marketers in the world, what would you like to share with people as to how they can work with you or with your company or your coaches? Yeah, so... And that was not a self-imposed quote. That was actually directly out of Tony Robbins' mouth as he was recognizing me for being his top affiliate partner, which was really awesome. That was worth every ounce of energy that I put into promoting and supporting Tony. Just that statement was worth it, right? You nailed it on the head again. It's At the end of the day, it really boils down to advertising, marketing, and sales, right? Like That's the trifecta. If you can't advertise to acquire customers, you don't have a business that's sustainable. Yes. Right. Like kind of in the beginning of my story, when I figured out spend 500, make 20, which paid me 10, that was a way that I could, okay, I spent, I spent five, 500 bucks and I made 10,000 in profit. Right. That's a business that's, that's sustainable. So as an expert, as a coach, a consultant, as a mentor, you want to develop the funnels, which is how you bring business in the offers, which is far more important than the funnels. The offers is what you sell and what you offer. And I equate that to having a great uh, restaurant. You could have the dungiest restaurant, but have the most amazing food in the world with a line down the street every time you open your doors. Yes. Right? So you can have an ugly funnel. You can have a poor user experience. But if you have really amazing food, if you have a really amazing offer, people are going to line up down the street and come back for more. Whereas you could have an amazing restaurant experience where they've invested millions of dollars into the architecture and the the plant life and the tech, everything, right? But you could have terrible food and people are only going to come back once for that experience. That's right. So now I want to... Can I... Oh, sorry. You go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Can I build on that and say, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to 
stay with your analogy and say, so you've got this dingy hole in the wall restaurant, right? but you've got amazing food. Right. How do people find out about it? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So great question. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you're either going to use free traffic to get in front of people. So you're going to, you're going to leverage relationships like get other people to be your affiliate. So w- one of the partners that I helped, he, he's in the personal development space. He came to me. We met at an event in 2009. We were both speaking on stage. And he asked me, Hey, Brian, I'd love to launch this product. Can you help me? I said, sure. So we ended up launching a webinar. And we did $150,000 in 90 days with less, literally less than $5,000 out of pocket. And most of that was into technical expenses, like the software that you needed to run to manage it. Right? What he did, because he wasn't in a place of opulence, he was in a place of lack. Like he just moved from LA to Hawaii, huge family, a lot of kids. It's expensive to live in Hawaii in the first place. So he didn't have a lot of resources. So he had to get resourceful. And he started contacting people who he knew his webinar, because he used a webinar to sell his course. So he would contact people and said, Hey, I've got a webinar. I've got a presentation that's going to deeper connect your audience with you. That is a totally different way of presenting it, right? Most people present the idea of being an affiliate by saying, I've got a great offer. It converts. You can make a lot of money here. Okay. Everybody says that, right? So I always challenge people to think, what makes you better, different, and unique than anyone else in your market? Well, if you think that way, then you would think, okay, what makes my webinar or my challenge or my book better, different, and unique than anyone else in my market? You begin to just think differently when you ask that question. Mm-hmm. Because then you can look at the market and say, okay, here's what's happening. And this is how they are doing it. But here's how I do it. And here's how I do it better. And then you use the way in which you do it better as your way to attract your audience. So if you're relying on free traffic, you can use Facebook groups. Great strategy. We use software to literally manage our lead flow and conversations within a Facebook group. So we have software literally where we can pull in a group. So let's say I'm a part of a group. I'm a part of Tony Robbins group and it's got 200,000 members in it. I can use the software to pull that whole group into a database where I can then use this basically CRM-like function. Mm-hmm. And I can send out a strategic sequence of messages to get them engaged to then generate business or not, which is absolutely game-changing if you think about it. Because if you didn't have software like that, you would have to go... You'd First of all, you'd have to craft, okay, what is the message I'm going to send out to people to serve? Right. That's the first thing you do. So then you would map out, okay, I'm going to send this opener and then I'm going to send this message, right? You would just have to manually think about doing this, which many of you who are listening right now have done some degree of this, right? It's You're reaching out. You're, you're not attraction-based. This is not an attraction-based marketing strategy. It's a push-based marketing strategy. But a lot of people aren't in a place to use free traffic where you're just turning ads on and using advertising to pull your audience. Right. I find that when people are first starting, it's really helpful to be able to use things like this where it's more of a grassroots approach that doesn't require money, but it requires time like or someone doing it for you. Like we have people that run the software for us you know, where it's you know something that you can outsource, but you focus on, okay, what's that sequence of conversations that you're going to send out? It's going to break the ice and allow people to go deeper into a conversation with you. And rather than advertising and having to attract people to come in through a process, you're actually pushing a message out, right? Just like you would when you go to an event, right? You're going to have to put yourself out there 
to talk to somebody new. It's the same concept. So we have the software that my a friend, close friend of mine's developed, and he did it manually first and said, "Okay, I need to develop software around this because this is too time consuming." Imagine managing, you know, thousands of leads from a Facebook group that you're connected in, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to message every single person in that group because they're your ideal audience, right? And you don't even have to own the group; you can just be a part of the group. And think about that for a second. The implications mm-hmm. there are massive. So. When he developed it, he did six figures in six weeks. He said, okay, it has this is viability. And then he built the software to make to make the process basically to streamline. Okay, I'm gonna send out 20 messages today, and then I'm gonna send out 20 messages tomorrow, and then I'm gonna follow up with the first 20 in three days. So how do you manage the sequencing and the timing and what the, who did I send messages to? Who did I not send messages to? Basically, all of that functionality, right? So if you're relying on free traffic, first of all, I would do that strategy first and foremost because it will generate revenue for you as long as you have a good offer and that always is the case right like if you have a bad offer that doesn't resonate then people won't buy it right that's just so a lot of times we before you go into traffic you want to spend time really thinking about what is your offer and one of the biggest pieces of advice i could give about offer creation is to become obsessed about the outcome that your product or service will provide because that's all people are paying for. So they're paying for your outcome, the outcome that they're going to receive. That's it. So according to Forbes.com, the self-education industry, and this is an exciting statistic for all of us, is growing to a billion a day. It's at about 400 million a day now. And by 2025, it's growing to a billion a day, according to Forbes.com. Okay. So that's pretty, pretty, pretty impressive, right? 400 million a day to a billion a day. Okay. A day, not a year. Day. So there's a massive growth. Now, why is that happening? Well, my theory on it is this traditional education is very is broken at best. People are waking up to the idea of traditional education. Now, if you need to go be a neurosurgeon, then you're gonna have to go through a traditional path. But for most people, they're not becoming neurosurgeons, right? So the traditional educational path, which is go to elementary school and then middle school and then high school and then go to college and then go get a math. I mean, at this point, it's like you got to become a doctorate to actually earn anything that's valuable from an income perspective. So people are waking up to that's broken, right? And I think more than ever now, amongst what's going on in the world, people are real, are waking up at an even faster pace, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, thankfully. So that's one aspect of why I believe self-education is exploding. The second one is trial and error. Nobody wants to do that, right? Like, why would you do trial and error if you can go find someone that has specialized knowledge and then just hire them to teach you or hire them to do it for you? Like that's just the most evident, obvious, logical thought process of, oh yeah, I can go hire the guy down the street to change my oil so I don't have to. Great. It's going to save me an hour. I don't get, I don't have to get my hands dirty. And that's all he does every day. Like he's the expert. So the world is waking up to this idea. And that's why this growth, I believe, this is why I believe after thinking about it for a while, is I believe self-education is exploding to that place of a billion a day, which is exciting for all of us because we're all in this industry of education. Mm-hmm. right? Turning our knowledge, our skills, our expertise into a business. So back to traffic, there's a lot of different ideas for free traffic. I prefer paid now because you can flip a switch. Like if you don't have, you don't really have a business unless you can flip a switch on and off and like command customers to come. But while you're, I don't know where you're at and everybody's at a different place. So from a free traffic perspective, being a part of Facebook groups and adding value first, I call it earning the right. So when you earn the right to make an offer, what a lot of people do within Facebook groups, and you can smell it when you see it, oh yes, is they like 
will kind of in a roundabout way talk about what they do to get business at an angle. But listen, I mean, if you can smell it, everybody can smell it, right? People can smell those things. It's like messages have energy, right? So every message that is put out, it has energy on it, right? The people that are really good at crafting words and strategically structuring sentences can kind of kind of bypass that, that gate. But Facebook groups are great if you're coming from a place of serving, right? Adding value, earn the right to then make an offer. Because think about it. If you come in serving, you're leading with generosity. You're mm-hmm. leading with a place of being of help and you're planting seeds. So yes. if you're planting good seeds, you will reap a harvest unless you stop and just like move on to jump ship, jump ship, jump ship. That's a whole other topic, but that's, we need to plant in order to harvest, mm-hmm. right? Like we're not going to harvest unless we plant. Now we plant, then we water, then we nurture, then we, then we harvest. So from a content perspective, this also serves you, meaning as a thought leader, as an expert, as a coach, as a consultant, right? Because I know we have all of those type of people here and we know we're all of those things as well, right? So as you have expertise in a specific area, now what we've found after doing research is that there's over 2,000 different niches that people can be an expert in. Like, So there's a lot of opportunity for the expert industry, which is what we're talking about. What I would get in the habit of doing is producing content regularly and frequently that's value-based, that produces insight and epiphanies, and then moves people to join a webinar or a challenge or an application to work with you. Now, a strategy for developing content that I'll give you, we have several keyword research is one. One that I like a lot for experts is you do what, uh, what I call timeline content. So you look at your life and you start from when you were a baby, as far as you can remember, and you document your journey of all the lessons that you've had. And then you find a connection of how that lesson applies to your expertise that then can allow you to move people into a webinar, a challenge, an application, a book, whatever it might be that you're selling, right? You can move them in. So do that exercise, right? Just timeline it, bust out the whiteboard and just timeline. You will find it probably like I found it when I first did this. It's an amazing, incredibly like freeing feeling when you... Because a lot of times we think, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't have a lot to talk about. I don't know how I'm going to produce content because I don't know what to talk. Like so It always comes back to that. Well, to solve that problem, timeline out your journey and all the lessons you went on. That should be able to produce at least a good solid 10 pieces of material mm-hmm. that you can then use to put on YouTube, put on Facebook, put on Instagram, put on your website, put on LinkedIn, put on Twitter. In fact, you should put it everywhere you can. Okay, don't just choose one. Like if you're going to produce it, put it everywhere, right? Because if one person sees it, that could change everything for you. In 2010, I came back from Aspen, Colorado with a, from my partnership that was primarily affiliate focused. And I came back and I received a prompting to start blogging. It was like, it was overwhelming urgency to blog. And this is 2009, 2010 area. And I was inspired to blog around different tools and resources that I was using in the internet marketing industry. I wrote a blog post that literally within two weeks, someone locally saw it somehow. I wasn't advertising a red cent at all anywhere. And they found my blog from there, scheduled a call. And then two weeks later, were cutting me a check for 60,000 bucks. <laughs> That's crazy, right? That would have never happened if I didn't blog, if I didn't act on the prompting. So right. super important to act on promptings. 
it's a whole nother topic, but producing content is as a coach, as an expert, as an influencer, this is the activity that, that we should be doing all the time, right? It's just like one of those things that you should do, right? If you're going to master something, you should master telling a story, adding value, and moving people into an offer, whether it be a webinar where you can go deeper, or a challenge where you can go deeper, or a book where you can go deeper, uh, hence the deeper, because with a piece of content, you're typically going to be you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes, and you're going to give them a few tips, a few strategies, a few insights, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe five. And then you're going to say, if you love that, then I have more. And then you can lead them into anything. You can lead them to a webinar. You can lead them to a book. You can lead them to a challenge. You can lead them to a summit. I mean, there's so many options, but that's what I would recommend is that you get in the habit, start building that muscle. And at first, it's going to be awkward. Just understand that it's going to be awkward. It's kind of like when you, you're in front of a camera for the first time. Like I think we're all awkward in some way because we're not used to seeing ourselves. We're not used to hearing ourselves speak. So we always, I think we all feel that way. I know I did. I was like, man, that was tough. That was brutal. I look back at my beginning, you know, YouTube videos. I'm like, man, that was rough. I had braces. Like it was crazy. Like it was, it was brutal. I think we beat ourselves up more than other people do. But once you get into the habit, we get into the rhythm of it. It becomes easier. It becomes easier. It becomes easier. And you just really never know what is going to resonate, right? That's really going to sing with someone else and they're going to be attracted to you. So from an advertising, from a marketing, those are free strategies. On top of that, then I would recommend paid ads. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to have paid ads, you need to have a process of selling that allows you to identify where you break even and where you're profitable. Super important metrics. So first milestone is break even, right? I'm spending a dollar, making two, making a dollar. Boom, boom. Then it's like, okay, great. Now how can I spend a dollar and make two? How can I spend a dollar and make 10? The way you make more is you have a well thought out value ladder. A value ladder is offers that you provide, whether that's a course or coaching or workshop or certification or mastermind or services. Those are all different types of offers that you could sell to your audience, right? The key is he who can spend more to acquire a customer wins. So if you're selling a book for 10 bucks and I'm selling a course for a thousand, well, I can spend a little more than you can on advertising. So I can keep advertising and advertising and advertising while you can't because you only have so much, you have thin margins, right? So the name of this game of marketing on the internet and using your expertise to serve others boils down to what levels do you serve people, right? Your do-it-yourself products like your books and your webinars, your challenges, your summits, your courses, those are for the masses. Your deeper dives, you're done with you or done for you, like your coaching, your consulting, your masterminds, your workshops, those are number one, more profitable. Number two, produce more results and more testimonials and build your mountain of evidence mm -hmm. so that it makes easy, it makes your job of selling easier. Right. Right? Because the more you have, the more, the more the more proof, the more evidence. And then people, you know, sometimes like you will get to a place in your career where you have such a big mountain of evidence that you don't even need to do much of selling. You're just now moving yep. people over to review other people's outcomes. And they're like, I want those outcomes. I'm going to pay for this, whatever it might be. Absolutely. That makes sense. And, you know, in the world for us coaches and counselors and consultants and so on, so often we are encouraged to be growing our platform. And it would seem to me that, you know, both ways you did that through the paid ads and through uh, free systems, that flat, that platform would just be organically growing. Right. Okay. 
Exactly. Yes. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited to read your book, The Entrepreneur Evangelist. Brian, thank you so much for being with us today and for all of the knowledge that you shared with us. Again, I want to share that website. It is Brian with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N, Delaney, D-U-L-A-N-E-Y.com and perfect funnelsystem.com. Check out the website. There is loads of stuff there for you to look at. And um, it gives you information too on how you can go ahead and have your free consultation with Brian's team as well. Thank you again for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.